the vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome to The Christine Upchurch Show. You might be listening live here in the Seattle area on 1150 AM KKNW Alternative Talk, uh, or you might be listening live anywhere around the world on Transformation Talk Radio you might be listening after the fact on christineupchurch.com and the archives or one of the dozens of podcasts this show ends up. But wherever and whenever, you're, we're really grateful you're joining us here today. I think we're going to be talking about something that is affecting so many people. But before I get into that, I want to say hello to the man behind the technology, Benny Mathers. Good morning, Benny. And making sure you didn't start in a panic. <laughs> You know, I've been doing the show for for so long, and uh, I noticed, like, right as the intro was playing, I didn't have a mic, and the mic was, like, twisted and upside down, and I was wrestling with it, but Benny came to the rescue. Technically, it was in the right position. We changed them for you the way they are now, so you can see your guests across the top. So normally how mine's looking this way, and you Uh can't see on the video right now, but it goes above to hang. Yours is from the bottom up. Is it because I'm short? No, I would never do that to you. If you're vertically challenged. That's okay. We can get through this. We'll talk about it. It's funny, you know. I used to be five foot two, but um, I sometimes wonder. I haven't been measured measured in a long time. You know, is it five one and a half now? Yeah. I know to throw a scale on the door next time you come in next no, no, week. No, no, no. We're not. Like, we're not weighing. I'll be like, my, boop, take a little picture. I'm like, aha, you're right here. No, we had a, um, an artist in earlier with a guitar, so I had that microphone oh, turned down for oh, to get uh, the better acoustics from his guitar work. That's great. That's um, well, we're not playing guitar today. Oh. Oh. I, don't, I don't know how, and there's no <laughs> guitar here. But um, we're going to be talking about something that has affected me recently that's got me thinking about this. What we're going to be talking about is chaos, chaos in our lives. Um, if you're on your spiritual journey, your psychological journey, you've been doing the inner work, and you know what it's like when you're in the flow, so to speak. It's kind of like you're, you're in this place of ease. You're in this place of inspiration. You're, you're allowing the moment-to-moment flow of life, and wonderful things can happen. And despite all of our inner work to get to that place of flow, sometimes we're faced with chaos. And that chaos could be really significant. It could be something like, you know, the death of a loved one, a job loss, Um, the end of a relationship, or some sort of major health crisis. But oftentimes, the chaos that we face is that those daily annoyances. You know, it might be, oh, we're driving into work and there's an accident on the freeway, so we're going to be late for our meeting. Or perhaps, you know, technology is misbehaving, you know, the mercury and retrograde kind of stuff where you lose all the contacts in your phone, or suddenly you can't call the person you need to call because it keeps going to their voicemail. Um, you know, you might lose everything on your computer. It it can be totally frustrating in our world. Sometimes we're facing the angry outbursts of others. When you're on that freeway, you might have people 
dodging in front of you and cutting you off because, you know, they they have to get where they want to get and, and they're honking the horn. Or it could be you walk into a store and it's almost like you have no idea why somebody is so angry or short with you. Um, and the question is, how do we deal with both of these situations? And notice when I, 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 I was talking about this, it's, it's really the bridge from chaos to flow. I didn't say the bridge from chaos to calm because sometimes we just don't get calm. It's, it's like it's not always in our um, repertoire of what we're manifesting. It, it can be the chaos around us. Yes, we can experience calm, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're not having to deal with something chaotic. And the question is, how do we deal with it in a way where we're feeling back in alignment, the way we feel when we're in flow, whether we're writing or painting or um, doing something in, inspired with a loved one, um, how do we get back to that flow? And it brings me back to, first of all, the, the vibration of change, which I've talked about many times. If you look at my website, you'll, you'll see a description of the vibration of change. And the vibration of change has to do with our relationship with the current moment, our relationship with the here and now. But it's not just like our psychological relationship, you know, whether we're resisting what's going on right now or not. It also has to do with the, the energetics of what's around us that's, that affects our energetic relationship with the here and now. Um, so when we're in the vibration of change, we're aligned with the here and now. And what often happens when we get into a chaotic situation uh, is it kind of knocks us off kilter. It gets us into this place where we're either resisting uh, the here and now or we're just, you know, trying to get through it. Um, And in any case, it sort of gets us misaligned with the here and now. So... That's always an important thing to allow for change to occur is to be aligned with the current moment. And when we're facing chaos, that can be really tough. Um, When it's a big upheaval, you know, a health crisis, the end of a marriage, um, losing your job, it, it can be devastating. And there's something that happens when we're in those situations where we can resist all we want, And life still knocks us to our knees. So it's almost like life will force us into a different rhythm. And it often will kind of force us into a new kind of flow. Because there's so much energy associated with that upheaval that there's there's nothing that we can manage. Because we just have to surrender. And that surrender is a very powerful place to be. It's not always fun, mind you. But it can be a very powerful place to be to let go and get back into that flow or a new version of flow within the context of a crisis, within the context of the chaotic circumstances of life, within the context of upheaval that is really, you know, against our will or something that was unplanned. So in some sense, as strange as this may sound, sometimes getting into the flow within the context of the major upheaval is easier than getting into the flow within the context of the minor annoyances to the fairly significant um, upheaval that's only affecting us for an hour or a day or a week. So the question is, 
how do we surrender into that moment? How do we get back into that flow? Um, so the first question I think we need to ask ourselves when we get into a situation of upheaval, of chaos, is, is there something I'm supposed to do about this? Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes there's nothing for us to manage. Something, sometimes there's nothing for us to do. Uh, I think that those of us who have worked on manifestation techniques and believe that we are you know, capable of manifesting amazing things in our lives, sometimes we'll look at a situation like that and think that we need to fix it. Um, whether it's behavioral approach, we need to fix this, we need to manage the situation, or we need to hurry up. Whoops. <laughs> I'm talking with my hands on the radio. Knocked my water over, folks, if you're watching on video. Yes, you got no a little water flowing all over of, the, yes. the, the counter there. <laughs> um, uh, now I'm out of my flow. <laughs> oh, where was I? So we need to ask ourselves, is this something that we're supposed to manage? Because sometimes... It, we're just like there as observers. We're, we're experiencing it, and it is just something we need to get through. Other times, we need to get into alignment in, in a particular way to shift it. Um, but one of the things I want to talk about first is this belief that you know, everything we manifest in life is of our own creation. Now, I'm going to say something that could be considered to be sacrilegious in the New Age realm. Yes, there are many things that, of our, that we experience in our life that are our, our creation. And yet, sometimes life just happens. It's funny that way because it's, it's, it's almost like there's this big major orchestration going on. And, and sometimes, um, you know, it, it's really a matter of something that we've created. And other times it's kind of like, well, it just happened. I mean, that... That accident on the freeway, uh, that altered somebody's life, you know, very significantly in one way or another, and uh, it might have nothing to do with us. It might just be an opportunity for us to sort of, you know, come back into balance, um, to let go to the current moment. But it's not necessarily that that's what we manifested. Whereas if it's something big, like, you know, say your own accident or uh, the end of a relationship or a job loss, then yes, I believe that's of our own creation. But I think sometimes we need to let go of this notion like, okay, well, this annoying man in, in the line at the grocery store was my creation, and why did I create that? I think we can sort of drive ourselves crazy and get lost in focusing on the wrong question, the, the wrong um, you know, looking for the wrong kind of insight, like, why did I manifest this? Um, anyway, when we return, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the upheaval I've faced and how I've shifted that to flow. Um, stay tuned for a little bit more about bridging from chaos to flow here on the Christine Upchurch Show. The Vibration of Change that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. 
from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upshur Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, We are talking today about when we're facing chaos, how do we get into flow? And it's the sort of thing where I think that those of us on our spiritual paths, we understand like the, the, the big chaos and we've learned to navigate that and it can be painful. It can feel difficult, you know, if we have to move out of a house, if we have to let go and grieve the loss of a loved one. Um, But what's sometimes perplexing are those days when things just seem to go wrong. Uh, And I'm going to be sharing a couple of stories and talk a little bit about my perspective about how we can get into that flow. And that doesn't mean that we're going to like automatically shift chaos, but it has to do with not only how we're responding to chaos, but how we can get into this sort of inspired flow again um, to kind of keep on our path and redirect things towards a more positive path. I'm also going to want to hear from listeners today. So, Benny, can you share our numbers, please? Sure. If you'd like to join us, it's 800-930-2819, 800-930-2819. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, um, over uh, listeners know that, um, 
few years ago, I left a long-term marriage and I moved out of my forever house, a house that I thought I was going to be living in for the rest of my life. It's a house where we had raised our children. And, um, but, you know, when it was time for me to go, I was trying to be kind to my ex and I left and I left him like all the furniture and, you know, all the kitchen items and I was trying to make it easy for him. And I cleared out some closets and I took care of some organizational stuff, but really didn't do major sorting. We didn't do any dividing of the property. And my kids would be going back and forth between the two houses, but that was always the house and the home where they, you know, felt connected because it's where they were born. That's where they were raised. It's, they had neighborhood friends there. So my ex is selling that house. And, um, you know, I, I offered to help sort through some things, particularly the kids' items. I offered to help the kids. And he had told me that um, he was moving in September. So I was hearing from him that the kids weren't doing their sorting. I said, oh, well, how about I come over with them and, you know, scheduled a day. And I go over there, and it looked like, first of all, it looked like I hadn't lived there in a few years because things were more chaotic than before. And... Um, also, it looked like if somebody was going to be moving, yeah, it'd probably be two or three months before all that stuff would be sorted through. It was a chaotic mess. So I said to my ex, um, so when are the movers coming? And he said, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. <laughs> my jaw dropped. I probably <laughs> blurted out an expletive, deleted. And, um, and I, I was like astonished, like, oh, my goodness, how can this be? So I worked with my kids, and it was hot. They were painting the outside of, of the house. It was really hot inside because they'd covered all the windows with plastic and they were spraying texture in another room. And it was just, it was miserable. And yet we focused and we looked at those wonderful childhood memories that were in their closets and in their drawers. And we sorted and we sorted and sorted. And I wanted to save things that were really special to our children. Uh, and of course, there are lots and lots of things that they really didn't need that should have been sorted many years before. Uh, and they were great at letting go of those things. But there was one item that was very important to me for my great nieces and nephews and maybe f- for future um, nephews and, I mean, future grandchildren. And that was the train set that the kids used to play with, the wooden train tracks. Benny have your kids played on those wooden train tracks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had this great train table mm-hmm. and the wooden train tracks mm-hmm. and Thomas the Tank Engine That's wooden it. trains. All over the place. Oh, yeah. And my son, my oldest son, got that for his for Christmas when he was two, two and a half. Mm-hmm. He played with it probably for another nine years. Aww. I kid you not. Loved it, loved it. And my other son loved it, too. And the kids in the neighborhood played with it. And I thought, you know, I don't know that they make these anymore. This is really high-quality stuff. There's a train table. So um, I reminded my ex that evening, don't forget, you know, I'm I'm taking the train table. Um, And, you know, he had been fine with that before. And he's like, in a text message, he let out his own, like, little swear word. And he said, I donated that to Value Village this morning. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, I was, I was just, you know, upset and disappointed. And I thought, you know, 
he's dealing with a lot. I could have gone to this blame place because that's the sort of thing that used to happen sometimes within the context of a relationship. You know, if he'd space things out that weren't important to him. Um, but I didn't go to the blame and shame place. I went to the place that was would be underneath any kind of anger. And um, he called me up and he said, I'm really sorry. You know, I know you're angry. And I'm like, I'm not angry. I'm sad. I'm really sad. And so I allowed myself to kind of look at this situation that was this, this chaotic situation. And he was doing his best within the chaos. And I thought I had been really clear multiple times within the, this chaos. And I just sort of let go to the fact that they were gone. And there might not be anything I could do about it. So, you know, I let him know that I, I, you know, I appreciated all that he'd been dealing with and that I was just very sad. And I went and told my oldest son first. And I said, you know, Riley, your dad accidentally donated the train set. And he's 25 now. He's got good perspective. He's not really into stuff. But, you know, he looked kind of disappointed. And he says, that's okay, Mom. It's just stuff. And I said, you're right, Riley. And I said, we'll always have the memories. And, um... So anyway, I thought, is this, is this sort of chaotic situation really about me letting go of attachment? Which sometimes when we're experiencing losses of one sort or another, whether they're minor or major, it's really about teaching us to let go of attachment and to, to you know, have the process of grieving and, and making space for more. And I thought to myself, you know, if... This is never found again. I'd be okay. You know, I, I can let go of this. But it wasn't like he had donated it two weeks before or a month before. He donated it that morning. What if I go into Value Village and see if I can retrieve it? So the next morning I got up early, got there when they opened, and I found out that, first of all, um, people donate stuff there about once a week that they didn't mean to donate. And so they, they come back and like, please, please, I need to retrieve this. They've got paperwork you can fill out and all that stuff. And um, a situation where this one man who was new there saying, you can't come back here to look. This is the, where we sort. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he was not very nice. And so I went and talked to the manager and she was so sweet. And um, she allowed me to go take a peek. And I said, I won't touch anything. I'll stand right next to you. And it's like, oh, there are the train tracks. And then found something else, but we hadn't found the trains. And she said, I'm going to alert my sorters, and we'll see if we can find it. Sure enough, by the end of the day, I had everything that I wanted back. The tracks, the table, and the trains. So it was the kind of thing where I had to kind of navigate my way into flow again. And, I, you know, it's possible that I would have navigated my way back into flow and not retrieved those things. Um, but I think that there's something about taking the bird's eye perspective, like, okay, first of all, part of this is about attachment. It's also about m my path of learning not to blame, learning not to, like, hold my ex accountable in ways that I used to hold him accountable and just sort of let go to the situation. Um, but it's also my opportunity to manifest in a different way. And I think that the whole picture really served me. The whole situation really served me. When I took that bird's eye view, it was the kind of thing that um, allowed me to understand that I've healed in a lot of ways and that I can be a good manifester and that I'm okay with or without the stuff because I always have the memories. So it was a really good lesson, um, but it was sort of a chaotic situation. And that chaos continued for days after that in terms of 
helping my ex to sort. Um, and it was an, an interesting experience because it allowed us to sort of go to that next level of healing. And we went out to dinner together in the middle of all the sorting and, and got things onto really friendly terms. We were, you know, getting along well as it was. But sometimes within the context of the chaos, we can learn important lessons. And it's not about, you know, transforming it to a situation that's not chaotic because sometimes you just have to deal with the chaos. But it was an opportunity to learn and take a different perspective. So I'm really appreciative of that chaos that I faced. And, you know, had, had I had the, the, the month instead of, a, you know, the, the, the day to help my kids sort. Um, and then he had carpet being replaced, so we had to do more sorting after that. If it hadn't been this chaotic situation, I wonder, would I have learned this lesson? Would I have seen myself within the context of that push to get things done, that like sort of concentrating all those emotions along with the energy of trying to get things done um, to kind of magnify the situation? Would I have learned the lesson in the same way? Would I have seen how much I would, uh, that I have transformed over the years? I don't know. So that chaos served me. And, you know, there are many times when the chaos is just kind of stuff that happens. And um, sometimes the universe is really kind to us to make space for that. I've got a good story about that. But what I would like to know is how have you handled chaos in a way where maybe you couldn't change the chaos itself, but you allowed yourself to get into that flow? Benny, can you share our numbers here? Sure. 800-930-2819. 800-930-2819. When we return here, we're going to talk a little bit more about chaos and how we can get back into the flow. Stay tuned. I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute. Presence, or what we think of as being fully in the moment, is a key element in the process of healing work. As a practitioner facilitating a session, genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm, our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, and loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power at work, home, and play. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms, helping everyday women create extraordinary lives every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit VibrantPowerfulMoms.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com 
or call 425-451-0404. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW 1150 a.m. here in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. Talking today about building a bridge from chaos to flow, not chaos to calm, because sometimes, you know, we, we want to always feel calm. I think a lot of us do. But um, it's not always about remaining calm because sometimes we have to, to really be active. And, and it's not about sort of oming our way to, to calm. But being in the flow and sort of kind of aligning with whatever it is we're supposed to do within the form of that chaos and it's funny because sometimes stuff just happens. As I was saying before, I think that sometimes the things we manifest are just life, you know, that it really isn't all that highly significant. Yes, we can learn things from it. Um, years ago, it was interesting. I had, um, when, I, when I had my healing center, I used to see many people every week. And, uh, you know, a typical slow week would be anywhere from 8 to 12, but many weeks were 25 to 30 sessions. And there was one week coming up where I had absolutely nobody scheduled. And I'm thinking, what's this about? Is this about my fear of not being successful? Is, like, you know, I, I went to this place of trying to assess, why am I manifesting? Why, you know, why is this my, my manifestation of of no, you know, nothing there. And then the universe explained to me <laughs> one day, early in that, that empty week, and uh, that's when the septic system backed up. <laughs> so when you have to deal with the septic system backing up, it takes a lot of time and energy and mopping and, you know, getting the right contractors out and realizing you don't have access to bathrooms. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's a crazy situation. So, it's interesting because the universe was sort of creating space for me, saying, you know what, this is going to happen. And I don't take a lot of meaning in the fact that, you know, the septic system backed up. I mean, if you own a septic system, you know it can be a little tricky sometimes. And even if you're maintaining it, sometimes things can go awry. Um, but I thought that was really nice of the universe to create the space for the chaos that was coming. Because sometimes we just, you know, in he well, our human form, we have to deal with those sorts of things. You know, sometimes crap happens. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Thanks for keeping it clean. <laughs> yes, I, I I know better. You know, we're FCC monitored, um, and sometimes the the chaos that we experience can be when we're in the midst of flow. 
And um, sometimes the, 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 the little things that feel like they're going wrong can actually be an opportunity to be a part of somebody else's manifestation. Uh, you know, there was, there was a situation years ago, and I actually wrote an article about it. I think it's still on my website, one of the articles I left on my website. It was published in New Spirit Journal years ago. Um, and I, it was a, a Sunday afternoon. I was seeing one client. I didn't normally work on Sundays, but this client, you know, really needed a Sunday appointment. So I had scheduled it. And I'm like having my Sunday morning and knowing I'm going to be there at the office in plenty of time. And then all of a sudden I realized right after my appointment, I had a party to go to. Um, had this this woman who young woman who had been our babysitter. So I don't know, Benny, if you have a certain babysitter you use sometimes. I know you you um, and Lindsay kind of share um, the responsibility with the boys. Yes. But, but when you have a special babysitter, mm-hmm. one that you trust, and I've had, my boys had food allergies, so I trusted her mm-hmm. with the, these situations. Very special place in my heart for yeah. her. And she was graduating from college. And there was a party for her. And I thought, oh, I forgot to get a present. I had wanted to manifest uh, the, the right necklace for her that looked like something she would like, that it would be at the right price, right? And I thought, oh, my goodness, I have only an hour before I have to be at my office. And I'm 20, 25 minutes away from the nearest mall where I might be able to buy something like that. And it was a Sunday afternoon. I thought, you know what? Um, I, and I hadn't had lunch either. I thought, you know what? This is what, something I want to manifest. And so I put a sandwich in my lap and I drove and I kept getting inner guidance about sort of going a circuitous route. And I thought, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. But I listened to my inner guidance. And then as I approached the parking garage, I see this long line of cars. I mean, talk about the universe bringing chaos in the midst of my being in a big hurry to like, get this gift and get to my office. And I was the only one at the office that day. So I was, I had to be there to let her in. And so I'm like, stop and go in the parking garage. And all of a sudden I saw a spot. I got really excited. And then I realized there was somebody coming the opposite direction and she had her turn signal on. And I thought, you know what? I think she was probably here first. So there in this chaos, I realized I have to do what's honorable and let her park there. So, you know, she seemed very appreciative. She waved and she smiled. And I kept taking this, like, inching along in the parking garage thinking, I don't know how I'm going to manifest this necklace. And eventually I'm, like, following these cars. You know, there's probably about two feet between bumpers. And I watched these cars drive by the best space in the place that was, it, it, it wasn't handicapped. Nobody was parking there. So I pull right into it, and I'm very grateful, and then I go running into the store, and they're having this major sale, and so it's chaotic in there as well. And so to make a long story short, I, I barely found the necklace in time. It was a perfect necklace, and I said, how much is it? And the woman told me the price. It was twice what I wanted to spend, and she said, but we're having a sale today, 50% off. So it was the exact price I wanted to manifest. And so I got that, and I just had just a few minutes to, to, to get out to my car, and I'm hurrying. And all of a sudden, I noticed there are these, this group of this Japanese family, including a couple of elderly Japanese 
who were um, coming along behind me, and I thought, I can't just, like, walk through the store and then let the door drop. Despite my hurriedness, I had to wait and allow them to get through. And they bowed down to me, and I bowed. Because I'd, I'd spent almost a month in Japan. It's kind of like this way you honor each other. Um, and then I hurried off, and I got there in time. But there were, like, these bits of chaos. And I realized that sometimes we're, we're being asked to be a part of somebody else's manifestation, right? Like the woman who was probably very frustrated in this chaos of the craziness in the parking garage, who knows what her story was. I was supposed to help her manifest her parking space in a way where she felt, you know, that, that people could be kind. And I needed to help these people who needed help through the door, you know, a, a, an opportunity to have a door opened so that these two elderly people could get through um, and sometimes the chaos, in the midst of that, we can be in the flow and show up for ourselves and show up for other people, and things just have a way of working. And I got to my office right in the nick of time. My client was five minutes late, so it gave me an opportunity to take a deep breath and to turn on the lights and, and get ready for her. Um, but it's one of those situations where the, the chaos, you know, I could be in the flow within the context of the chaos, and I could also be there to help others be in their flow. I really do think that when we're manifesting, we need to both be giving and taking. Um, and that was one of those situations. So anyway, that, that was a situation where there was plenty of chaos when I was trying to manifest something, but I was actually able to maintain the flow and manifest exactly what I wanted with more ease than I expected within that context. So when we are in that chaos... We need to ask ourselves, is this something that I manifested for some good reason? Um, and sometimes, you know, we, we create our own drama. We create our own chaos. Uh, and sometimes we don't. And we really need to assess, is this a manifestation based on some inner need for drama, perhaps some sort of um, unresolved issue that's ha making us face like our our frustration and something else in life when we're stuck in traffic and we're feeling frustrated. What's it about? And I think we need to be really honest with ourselves, but I think we also have to be very careful not to blame ourselves. That's one of the side effects of the secret and, and all these manifestation approaches that I think we can um, be a disservice to ourselves and others is the blame and shame game. Oh, you manifested that? Well, you know... Uh, it's your fault because it was of your creation. I think we're better off if we, if we can instead say, okay, um, how is this serving me? What is this helping to reflect in me? And if it really isn't something of, of my own inner reflection, then what can I learn here? And how can I get back into the flow? So we're going to allow people to have an opportunity. I know this is different than what we normally do on this show because normally I, you know, stay in conversation with somebody, with a guest, uh, the full time, and I don't let callers in. But today, if you have something to share about how you transformed chaos into flow in your own life, we'd love to hear from you. Benny, what, what are those numbers again? Sure, if you'd like to join us, 800-930-2819. Again, 800-930-2819. Stay tuned for more on The Christine Upchurch Show here in just a few moments. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. Years ago when facing cancer, without any immediate treatment options, 
I sought healing by making various life changes. For a while, I followed a very restrictive diet. I often found myself obsessing about which foods were good and which ones were bad. Then one day, I realized I was consuming foods based on fear, fear of not getting well. But I didn't want to make choices out of fear anymore. I decided it was far better for my immune system if I allowed myself to experience the joy that came from, say, eating frozen yogurt, than it was for me to ingest the fear that came from avoiding it. Now, instead of choosing healthy habits based on fear, I try to make choices because they feel right and ultimately bring me joy and ease. How many of your healthy habits are really based on fear? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Welcome back to the Christian Eppert Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. You know, Benny, um, this hour is flying by, and um, it's, it's funny because I've been thinking in terms of um, how to create less chaos in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that none of us like chaos. Well, maybe some of us do because it creates drama. But the, if, if we really want to clear out the the noise in our lives, the chaos isn't a lot of fun. And I think that it's helpful to try to eliminate the chaos um, proactively. And sometimes that means, you know, sorting through a household filled with stuff <laughs> after right. 20 some odd years in a house. Um, sometimes it's a matter of letting go of some of the experiences that we feel like we should do, like, you know, if we belong to a certain club that we feel like we need to go to, if we feel like we need to bake cookies for our kids' event, you know, whatever it is, sometimes we need to pare down the list 
so that we don't have the chaos. Because I think sometimes the chaos gets created because we're doing too much. And I think if you're on your path, you probably need to be focused more on being rather than doing sometimes. And we don't create that space for ourselves sometimes. And so too much doing, too much stuff, it gets in the way it can create chaos. I also think that what's going on in the world, you know, from the big picture perspective, political situation, the, you know, what's happening to our Mother Earth, like down the Amazon, the, the big fires, uh, can be really stressful. So I think sometimes it's hard for us to face that more collective and global chaos. You know, how, how do we deal with that? Um, and it's particularly hard because with the big things, we, we can have our input in, in, you know, in a particular way, like we can show up to vote when we're talking about politics. We can give money or voice our, um, our opinions um, and try to create change. But sometimes when it's global, we really feel like we don't have a lot of control. So I think that um, when dealing with that level of chaos and trying to process it within ourselves, I think there are a couple of things we need to do. Um, first of all, I think it's always important to surrender on some level, surrender to the moment, surrender to what is. And that doesn't mean we should accept what's going on. It should, we shouldn't accept the fact that this rainforest that's burning, um, the Amazon rainforest that produces 20% of the Earth's oxygen, that we should just accept that. But we need to be focusing on the fact that it is and understand that we need to create from that place of surrender, like, wow, this is horrific, and this touches me deeply. And sometimes that surrender includes grieving because when we don't allow ourselves to grieve, we don't allow ourselves to feel, it can... It, it can sort of create this restriction for manifestation. Um, I liken it to if, if we have our um, kind of like a, our heart closed down to situations, it's almost like if you're driving a car and you're trying to speed up onto the freeway, it's, it's kind of like having clogged spark plugs, which make you sputter and it doesn't allow you to speed up quickly. Um, we need to allow ourselves to feel, we need to face the truth of what is. Uh, but we also need to make sure that we maintain the flow of our own individual lives. And that means, um, you know, connecting with our soul, the divine, all that is, the quantum field, whatever you want to call it, on a regular basis, whether it's, you know, focusing on our connection as we're cooking dinner or setting aside time for meditation. Uh, maybe it's about taking a few deep breaths to kind of let go or going out into nature to connect. That's a really important part of getting into the flow. And I think that as individuals, we need to get into our own flow to help create this flow, this bridge from the chaos of our world to the flow of our world. And I really do believe it's a possibility. Um, but we are being faced with chaos on the global level, even if we don't have it in our own lives. And I don't think that at this stage of the, the game we're supposed to just ignore it. I do think that we're supposed to understand that it's there for purpose and it's 
time for us to create something new. So, you know, surrender, open the heart, uh, and then take inspired action. That inspired action is really important because it's a part of manifesting while here in human form. It's not just about our vibration. Part of grounding that higher frequency vibration, that vibration of love, that vibration of light, is taking action while in human form. So take a look at the chaos that, that you're, you're seeing and decide what it is you need to get back into your flow and how you can contribute with the flow of the collective, which I think is so important right now. I think many of us are being called to that. And it's the sort of thing where um, I think that many of us thought we were going to be in the positive stage of the world much sooner, and it's kind of perplexing to us, but we do need to let go to what is and understand that we can be in flow in the midst of chaos because chaos and flow aren't necessarily, you know, the, the opposite. Um, you can be experiencing chaos and being in that flow of, well, this is what I'm dealing with and allowing it and seeing where it moves you to and feeling what you feel and shifting through inspired action. Um, so it's, it, you know, sometimes the chaos can be a part of our flow and flow can be a part of the chaos we're facing. Um, before we end the show today, I want to talk about a couple of things that are new in my world. First of all, my website is um, much improved, revised. I've got new services on it. Uh, Jessica, Transformation Talk Radio, did a great job helping me with my website. She did the technological stuff. I got to choose the images. I invite you to go to christineupchurch.com and explore it. And um, if you happen to see a mistake somewhere, a link that doesn't work, a misspelled word, send me an email at info at christineupchurch.com and I will send you a bonus. And I'm not even going to tell you what that bonus is. Uh, also, I wanted to, to mention that um, I've got a book out. I'm co-authoring a book that is a best-selling book. It was number seven on Amazon for several days. And uh, that book is All You Need Is Love. Um, and it's about transcending the spiritual cliches and living their deeper wisdom. So I invite you to find that on my website. You can click there or get onto Amazon.com and put in my name, Christine Upchurch. You'll find your way to the book. And if you send me an email with a receipt, I will send you the audio version of my chapter. My chapter is called The Downside to Seeking. Uh, and also I wanted to mention that my TEDx talk. Now TEDx is like a... It's being overseen by TED. You know, everybody's heard of TED Talks. Well, TEDx Talks are local organized um, uh, events where people do t TEDx Talks. And you have to be invited. You have to go through this long application process. Um, and TED has to approve your topic. They have to approve your entire video. But what's happened in the past is all the TEDx Talks have been put up to YouTube. And only the TED Talks, you know, the really big names, the, the events where people pay like $5,000 to attend them, uh, only those have ended up on TED.com. But recently they put some of the TEDx Talks up on TED.com and mine made it there. Woohoo! Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. So if you go up to TED.com and you put in Christine Upchurch, you'll find my TEDx Talk that I did a little over a year ago in Wilmington, Delaware. 
and it's about the potential benefits of feeling like an outsider. So I sort of take a, a, a different perspective on having felt like an outsider off and on in my life, whether or not I looked like one, and having found the benefits. And I think that many people, particularly people who listen to alternative talk radio, are ones who feel like they may be aliens here on this planet, like they, they don't fit in. And I encourage you to watch that my TEDx talk and uh, understand that there's some good reason for that, and ultimately it can serve us. Um, let's see, I also wanted to mention to those of you who have an important message to share, uh, who want to be great on radio and podcasts and television interviews, I'm doing, um, I'm doing media coaching now, but I've also got a really exciting event coming up in November. Finalizing the venue, finalizing the date, but it looks like it's going to be the, the second weekend of November. It's a three-day intensive event that will include a lot of personalized coaching and learning all the things that I have learned through being a guest on hundreds of, sh of shows and being um, host on hundreds, hundreds of episodes of this show over the years, probably 350 or so, um, about what it takes to really have a positive impact with your message when you are on radio, on podcasts, or on television. So check that out on my website, christineupchurch.com. And I hope that you are able to find flow within whatever chaos you're experiencing in your life. Thanks for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.